five, four, three, two, and we're live with Be Green with Amy. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Be Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just has voice. Let's welcome our guest. Kathy Fisher is the author of the plant-based cookbook, Straight Up Food. Her specialty is giving traditional dishes makeovers so they look and taste as close as possible to the originals. Kathy has been a culinary instructor at the McDougal program and the True North Health Center for over 12 years and has been plant-based for over 22 years. Please click like to help Be Green with Amy. Welcome, Kathy Fisher. Yay! Hi, Kathy. Yay! Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, I'm so happy to have you back. It's been a while since you were here, and you've been so busy doing great things. And I'm so happy you're here because Kathy Fisher is going to help us learn about the best kitchen gadgets, storage solutions, food prep hacks, all kinds of things. And she should know because she's an instructor and she's a cookbook author and she knows about how to make delicious whole food plant-based SOS free. That's no sugar, oil, or salt recipe. And she definitely knows her way around a plant-based kitchen. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And when, when Kathy and I first talked about this, presentation that she's going to do today she said that she was not going to be cooking she's just going to be sharing all the tips and gadgets and hacks and I thought that that was showing a lot of restraint because I know Kathy loves to cook so today she said I think I might show you a few recipes too so get ready to be excited because we're not just going to see some gadgets and hacks we're going to see some recipes and how these gadgets are used I'm so happy that you're here Thank you. Yeah, it made sense to show, I mean, some tools you can just talk about and show the the tool and others, you kind of have to use it in action to really get the full effect of it. So, um, all right, should I jump in? Oh, yes, please do. Okay, thank you. Um, Okay, so what we're going to do today, welcome everybody, nice to see you. Uh, I am going to show you a slew of kitchen tools, gadgets, I'm going to throw some tips and just things to know out there for you and you're going to learn a lot of stuff so um, get a piece of paper get a pen take some notes uh, because this is going to be chock full of good info so what i'm going to do today is i'm going to make four easy recipes and i chose these recipes because each one uses a handful of little tools or just there's good stuff packed in each one of these Um, little recipes and all four recipes kind of complement each other. So what I'm going to make today is some oil-free hash browns and then I'm going to make some fresh tomato salsa and then I'm going to make some french fries, oil-free baked french fries and then last I'm going to make some homemade ketchup. Uh, So you can use the ketchup on the hash browns, you can use the salsa on the hash browns, you can use the ketchup on the fries. It just goes nicely together. And I will talk about the different um, kitchen gadgets and tools that I use for each one of those recipes. And then at the end, if we still have time, I have maybe like eight or nine things that I just thought, oh, I got to just at least show those. Um, So if we have time, we will do that. And I think that's about it. And 
all four recipes are in my cookbook, Straight Up, uh, Straight Up Food. And so if you have that, I'll try to remember to um, call out the page numbers of the recipe that I'm doing. And then you can also find these on my website, straightupfood.com. And I marked the first recipe that I'm going to do, and that is the oil-free hash browns. And this recipe has a nice full page picture. So I thought I would show it to you. It's got a little sauce on top. Sometimes I use a little avocado with these or ketchup or mustard. Um, and this recipe is on page 41. So I'm going to put this back here. And I do have my little cheat sheet that I'm going to refer to just so I don't miss anything because I know you can't see it, but over here, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of little tools and things that I want to make sure that I show you. All right. So, and if you have any questions as we're going along, just um, say hello. Oh, there's some people leaving comments. Thank you guys for showing up. Um, okay. So, I am going to use my, this little portable stove top because my stove's back there and I don't want to have my back to you. So, you know, often people ask me about this. I never thought they would, but I thought I would just mention real quick about the stove top that I use. There are plug-in induction stove tops, um, but the one that I have is this little butane canister stove top. And you just stick the can of fuel right in there. And then there's a button here on the back that you push down and then there's your flame. So I have electric back here and this is a flame. So sometimes I have to adjust myself. Um, but I like this because here in California, sometimes our electricity goes out and it's nice to still have a way to make oatmeal or cook food or warm up tea or whatever. So I love this thing. And everything I'm showing you today, pretty much 99% is in my Amazon store. So um, Amy has the link to that, she can put it up, but if you wanna look for it later, you can just go to straightupfood.com and it's right at the top, you can't miss it. And th that's my curated store where I put all my favorite kitchen items in. They're all on one easy page. And for today, I've put all the things I'm gonna talk about in the top six rows of that Amazon store. So check that out maybe have that open while you're listening to me talk because you can actually see the things there that i'm using so i think you know things change over the years so the one i have in my amazon store is very similar to this i don't know if it's the exact one but that happens sometimes so i'm going to go ahead and turn this on and these things are powerful so i'm going to turn it down kind of low and this is the pan that I'm going to use to make my oil-free hash browns. And I'm just gonna set that on there. And whenever I'm preheating a pan, I always add a little bit of water, just like a tablespoon or two. And just it, for anybody that's new, you you cook SOS-free, which is no sugar, oil, or salt. And you're gonna show people that you can use this frying pan and not put any oil in it, and it's gonna come out really great. Yes, thanks for that reminder. Yeah, I don't use any oil. So I do have a nonstick frying pan. This is the Ozeri, O-Z-E-R-I, 12-inch uh, frying pan. Now, all my cookware is a nonstick. I have stainless steel. I have some heavy-duty La Crusade uh, ceramic uh, stoneware. Um, but I do like to have one frying pan on hand like this 
Um, you know, this is going to preheat before I'm ready. So I'm right. going to turn it You off. could actually, I, I don't have any nonstick cookware. All of mine is stainless steel. I don't use any oil and I just, I cook without oil and I just, if it sticks to the pan, I just put a little bit of water or, or vegetable broth and I just kind of scratch it around with my spatula to deglaze it. Right. So people don't have to buy the special cookware. If they just have stainless steel, it's going to be fine without the oil. Right. In, in some instances. So I also have stainless steel that I will saute in or make soups and stews or whatever. But if you're doing certain things where normally it's um, oil is on the pan and it sits right against the pan, like a veggie burger or a, um, a hash brown or a pancake or something like that, these make it a lot easier. Now you can, I know some people are like, no, nonstick pans. You can also do all that in the oven too. It doesn't brown quite the same way because it doesn't have that exact, you know, uh, food on surface in the same way. Um, but a lot of people, uh, I don't want to turn this whole thing into a nonstick pan talk, but I get that question a lot in my classes, like are nonstick pans safe? And I even spent about an hour last night just refreshing my brain on nonstick pans and this one in particular. Oh my gosh, there are so many nonstick pans. There's so many different kinds of quality out there. But I will just say um, the, the bottom line with nonstick pans is um, they are safe unless they become compromised. And what that means is if they if the surface gets scratched and some of that stuff underneath kind of comes out so you just have to use the right utensils obviously you don't want to use metal or be too rough with it and the other thing the most important thing is you don't want to overheat it which i think can be the easier thing to do so i always use my nonstick pans on low or medium never over medium so that is the that goes for all nonstick pans because this surface is very um, unique and you can do nonstick with cast iron, but you have to have seasoned it with the oils and kept it up and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I will just say, um, you know, don't buy it if you feel uncomfortable, if you rut up on it, because there is, they do use chemicals and stuff to make that surface super slippery. Um, so nothing sticks to it, but it's only a problem with health or something if you overheat it, I think it's like 500 degrees or something. And if you use it after it's been scratched up and stuff. So, you know, use it if you want. If, if you don't want, don't use it. Um, that is up to you. But I like to have one on hand for the occasional hash brown pancake, that kind of thing. All right. So before I finish reheating that, I'm going to get my potatoes ready for the hash browns. Um, and this is one way you can do hash browns. Um, you know, you could do them the old fashioned way where you use the grater, but the deal with that is they get kind of like a gluey, you know, they're heavy and gluey. And if you use a spiral slicer with this, some spiral slicers go this way. This one goes this way. Um, they will come out like ribbons and they'll be more fluffy. So you'll see what I mean here. Um, this is called the Ben Reiner spiral slicer. And I think it's around $40. It's got a little, whoop, my blade isn't even in straight. 
Let me straighten that out. I'll show you the blade here. This is going to be fun. This, could this be something that a child could help in the kitchen with this part, with the spiralizing? Yeah, an older child because you have to push down at the uh -huh. same time that you're turning. So it okay. does take a little bit of muscle power. And you, but you can use this to do spiralize your carrots, your beets, you know, anything that's kind of got some firmness to it. Yeah. Um, and this comes with three, or at least when I bought this, three blades. Uh, this is the widest, widest tooth blade. And you, it comes out so you can wash it and it just fits in there. And then there's this little screw thing to tighten it. Now I've made this with sweet potatoes. I've made this with um, Russian potatoes and I made it with Yukon gold potatoes. And I find that Yukon golds work best because they hold up better. Uh, russets will be too mushy by the end of cooking. Sweet potatoes too. They just don't, I mean, you can try it, but they don't work as well as this nice Yukon gold potato. So you want to get a potato that's about this size. Um, if you have one that's too big, you can cut it in half. Um, but just when you're shopping, get this like little medium size and there's a peg right there and there's little pegs here. So you just put it right on the bottom peg and then you push down and lock it in and then you just start turning. And I'm holding this down with this hand and turning with my right hand. And also I didn't peel this. I like the peelings left on mine. You can peel yours if you want, but I like the peelings on and they're nutritious. Yeah, there's nutrients in those yeah. peels. Yeah. So if, if you don't mind eating them, it's going to help you out a lot. Yeah. All right. So I am going to turn this back on so we can preheat it. Sometimes it's hard to see. Okay. And I've still got a little bit of water in there. So like I said, you got to push down while you're turning. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of muscle power. And you go all the way. You can lift it up and move it if your pile gets too big. All right. And then you'll, you'll stop. And at the end, there's like this little tiny piece that I just compost this. All right. And then when you wash it, you're going to unscrew this and take that blade out. But for now, I'm just going to set it over there. And then one thing you want to do with these potatoes, which helps is to, because you can see, can you see those ribbons? It's like um, ramen kind of. So get oh, some paper. Fine. Yeah. I just do not have any room over here. Get some paper towels. This just kind of helps. And just give them a little squeeze because potatoes have a lot of water. And just squeeze out some of that water because what we're going for is a crispy top, but a cooked soft inside. And as I said at the beginning, this portable cooktop is very, it goes to town with the cooking. So I did a test one yesterday just to remind myself and, uh, I'm like, okay, I got to keep that heat down. So, all right. So once you have this, just put it in your pan. Okay. And then you can use your fingers or something that isn't metal 
I usually just use my fingers and try not to burn myself. And then you make a pile. You don't want it completely flat. You can see that. Um, and then I do have my spatula here. And just kind of keep it in the middle. Keep those little flyaways in there. It's like a little bird's nest a little bit. Okay. I mean, if it's too tall, then the potatoes in the middle aren't going to cook sufficiently. So it's kind of a in between, not too flat, not too tall. Okay. So that is that. And I'm going to get my lid. How, how large do you, would you say your frying pan is? This is a 12 inch. 12 inch. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in my Amazon store, you'll see you can buy just the pan. You go buy the pan with the lid. And these are very economical. I think I even wrote down the price. Um, just, just the pan is 25. It's on sale right now. With the lid, it's 38. So you might yeah. as well get the might lid. Might as well get the lid. And, yeah. and you when you wash it, you just do plain a soft cloth or a soft sponge and just soapy water. Is that what you do? Yeah. I mean, I, I even use the scratchy side of the sponge. It works. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put the lid on. And there's a lot of water in potatoes. So as this is cooking, that water is um, coming out. It's going to, you know, make the lid kind of wet in a little bit. So we're steaming the potatoes, but we're also getting a crispy bottom and then we'll flip it and we'll get the crispy top too. So we will come back to that. Let me clean up my cutting board here. And then I also wanted to mention this spatula. This isn't a regular plastic spatula. This is a silicone spatula. I love this thing. It's got kind of the bigger head and it's got a tapered end. So this is bigger than this. And that oh, way you, when you're- Can you put it up to the camera for us so that we can kind of see it? Let me, yeah. let me hang on. And then turn it just a little bit so we can see. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a nice size. It's And this is OXO. I love OXO. They have really good products. Yeah, they have great products. So that's in my store. And this is like $9. It's, it's a good deal. And then I'm going to move on to the next recipe. I have this on low, but what you want to do is just kind of keep an eye on the bottom. And um, we don't want to cook. We don't want the heat too high that the bottom is going to burn before the potatoes cook, right? We don't want uncooked potatoes. So I'm going to be on the safe side and just have this a little bit on the low temperature um, so we don't burn anything. And this is a this is an, an unusual preparation. You'll get the hang of it after you do it um, a time or two. All right. So I'm going to keep my eye on that while I move to the next thing. And let me see. And I love if, how you're cooking. You're not using oil. Like you said, there's a lot of water in, in well, there's a lot of water in most plants, but they don't have a lot of water. So you really don't have to worry about adding too much liquid there because no. They have enough, the potatoes have enough liquid to keep it from sticking. Yeah, and it's a nonstick pan, so it's not going to um, stick on the bottom. And I have it on the low heat. So Yeah, okay. that's the thing. Sometimes we're in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. <laughs> okay. With the low heat. So the next thing we're going to do while this is cooking is we're going to make an easy salsa. So this is called a xylus. Oh, I, I think it's called a, I think I wrote it down. Um, I just wrote Xylus Chopper and I, I'm going to show you, um, my little one too. So these are very similar, two different companies. This is Xylus, this is Tupperware, but this is a nice size for making salsa, which I'm going to show you how to do. 
This is for garlic and it's wonderful. So maybe I'll get the garlic ready first. So when we get to that step, um, it'll be ready. So Chef AJ gave this to me years ago and I love it. I love it, love it, love it. And I did I, some things I wrote the price down. Um, and I mean, it, things could change. And since this is change. evergreen, somebody might be seeing it a year from yeah. now and it may not be a different price. So don't worry yeah, it's about the price. They can just check it out and see if that's, you know, something they want to do because yeah it's it's hard to keep up with prices these days if you, if you turn around yeah it changes. <laughs> it changes but it's worth it oh yeah all you right think, so you save a lot of money because you're not going out to eat all the time and if you, you think of just going out to the restaurant one time for a meal you could have bought a really cool kitchen gadget yeah. for that, that you could have for many years to come instead of it's gone the next day you know there's yeah. nothing but the memory memory all right i'm checking on this because it it's uh cooking right along so let me check it it's just kind of like a pancake you go under it um and then you flip it okay so you're looking for this this spiralized potato to kind of start sticking together as, as if it's like you said a pancake and so I'm as you're lifting it up you're seeing if it's separating or not I'm looking at the bottom because I don't want it to be too brown. And I'm going to flip this uh, because I don't want it to get overly brown. Um, okay. And you know, this, I do a little better with this on my regular stovetop. Yeah, um, this is a little different experience. So this is a little like doing it when you're camping. So it did brown. You could see a little bit. Um, let me get, let me, those little strands that are hanging over the edge are going to bother me. Come on, get off there. All right. Okay. And sometimes I'll leave the lid a little bit off like that, just so it can, um, breathe a little. So, okay. So with the garlic, you just put your garlic cloves right in there. There's a little blade in there. Okay, and then there's one clove. I wanted to show you my whoop, garlic sleeve. Um, so the paper is still on this one and you just put it in there and you roll it and it, the paper kind of releases from the clove. Oh, now that's something your child could help with. That yeah. would be fun. And sometimes I'll cut off the hard end. You put it right in there. You put this on the top, you line up the little little notches there i've been using mine so much sometimes i'm like oh, it doesn't want to go oh it's probably because that center gotta have it all okay maybe if i set it down that will help it there we go and then you just pull and the more you pull the finer it chops Take a look. That looks good. If it still looks a little too big, give it some more pulls. So that's something you could take going camping too. We have one. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me go full screen. Okay. There you go. That's great. Look at that. 
that's so much easier. Because yeah. sometimes you have those garlic mincers and then the garlic gets stuck in all the little holes. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is comes right out. And we have one of those because where we live, sometimes we get power outages and my and my husband who loves to cook, Rick, he said, I gotta have things that I know that I don't need electricity for. <laughs> Just because you know, I wanna keep cooking even if I if I don't have electricity. So he's got a whole setup that way. Yeah. Yeah, this thing is great. Um, okay, so we'll come back to that in a second. And I'm just going to double check. All right, so we're just going to make a little sauce in this. Sky loves it. it. That's amazing. No, no, no more garlic press. So she's no. impressed. <laughs> yeah. And if I just need one clove of garlic for something, like I'm going to put in the salsa, I won't break out my Tupperware garlic chopper. I'll just do it by hand or something. But if it's, you know, two or more, then I will use it. All right. All right. So I'm going to do about half the recipe for this and kind of just wing it a little bit, especially with salsa. You can kind of wing it and it'll still turn out great. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe I can put the whole tomato in there. Let's see. Let's see what happens. So the recipe calls for two and a half cups of chopped tomatoes. Uh, okay. I guess I'll just put it all in there. Now we're going to have a link to all these recipes and all the products as well. If you're following along in the cookbook, there, these recipes are also in the in the cookbook as well. So Kathy said that uh, the hash browns, they're going to be on page 41. And the, what do we have? The salsa is on 153. And the ketchup is on 52. And she's also going to be making some fries on, and that's on page 139. And if yes. you don't have this book... <laughs> I have it. I don't know if you can see on the top, but I have a lot of post-it notes, marking pages. This is one of our really go-to recipe books. If you are whole food plant-based and you are SOS free, no sugar, oil, or salt, but you still want to have flavor and you want it. And some of these recipes I love because they have, these are recipes that are familiar foods, but they've been whole food plant-based made. So if you have newbies that are just starting on board and looking for a recipe of something familiar, but still healthy, there's a lot of great recipes in this book for that. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Cheryl, Cheryl, great, great book. Great book. Yeah. It's like makeovers for recipes. Um, so the, the thing with a chopper like this is you still need to chop things. So you might be thinking, oh, you got to chop things and then you're going to chop it. Yes, because my goal with this, I'm putting in about a quarter of an onion, um, is to make it look like restaurant salsa, to make it look authentic. Some people make salsa in their food processor, their Vitamix. Some people just do it all by hand and make it kind of small. You can do that too. There's so many different ways to do things. It's amazing. All right, so we got our onion. This was just a yellow onion. You could put red, you could put white, doesn't really matter. We're gonna put a little bit of green herbs like um, 
cilantro. If you don't like cilantro, you can put in some basil or parsley or nothing. And then we're going to put about um, a tablespoon of lime juice or so. I think I'm going to take this off. I think we're going to call this done. Charles Atkins said, if you had to choose one, which of the little choppers would you get? Probably the garlic one because I just love it so much. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I love that little garlic chopper and I teach as well. So I'm always doing garlic and often doing many, you know, a lot of it. Um, all right, so here's the hash browns. They actually look pretty darn good. Can you see those, mm -hmm. Amy? Yeah. Um, so they're still flat, but be because it's like uh, ribbony, there's some space in the middle. Um, so these are great. You want to eat these ideally right after they come off, like pancakes. You want them nice and hot. So I'm just going to set these back here and we'll come back to that. And All the pictures in, in Kathy's recipe book are actual pictures of her food. And you, you were the photographer. Is that right, Kathy? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you just showed us that picture and all it was is hash browns, but it, it looks beautiful. So you guys can make something like that at home. I hope you're getting inspired. Yes, for sure. All right. And I'm going to put this here because we're going to use this in a little bit. Um, okay. So we've got our fresh green herbs. We're going to put in a little bit of lime juice, which is traditional for salsas. If you didn't have lime juice, you could do lemon juice. And I have a yellow one like this that's for lemons. Um, this one's um, sized for limes. I'm just going to estimate about one or two tablespoons here. All right. And I didn't mention it, but you know, your, your logic would tell you it goes in this way, but it really goes in with a oh, flat knife down. Can you hold that closer to the camera so that, because I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You want the, the flat side where the juice is going to come out to come out of those holes. Um, some people have said, I do it this way, like I just did with this. And then I turn it over and I do it the other way to get the most juice out. Um, you can do that too. Yeah, I've tried many lemon and lime squeezers, and, and I go back to that one. That's the one yeah. that, that just works the best. It's a good one. All right, and then the last thing is we're just going to put in a little bit of this garlic. Now, I would not put a gar whole garlic clove in this chopper because it's not going to chop it fine enough. So I pre-chop it. And you know, recipes are guidelines. If you love garlic, put more in. If you don't like garlic, don't put any in. You can make it your own. Okay, now I have some left. I will save this and use it for something that I'm gonna make. Okay, that's it. Oh, and then one more thing I just wanted to mention, even though it's not in my recipe, um, sometimes I'll add a little dried herbs uh, or spices to go in here. So this is a Mex mix and it's got da, 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 no salt. It's got cumin, sage, oregano. It's organic. So, so I can add some of that. 
I love me some little crushed red pepper flakes sometimes. You could throw those in. If you like jalapenos, you could throw those in. And then, of course, the good old medium chili powder I always have on hand. We can add a little bit of that if you want it a little bit more interesting. Okay. A little more flavorful. Okay. And then, just like the garlic chopper, we're going to Put this on although there's no there's no nothing you have to line up which is nice and then it's got one of these little toy pulley things and you just go to town now some people like a salsa that's less watery so you can take out the seeds of the tomato if you want i didn't do that here but we'll, we'll see what happens and then you just the more you pull the finer it's going to get just like the garlic chopper some people like a chunky salsa some like a more finely mixed salsa. All right, so I'm gonna take a look at it. That still looks a little, there's a big old piece of green that doesn't get mixed. That still looks a little chunky, so let me give it some more pulls. Oh, that looks, that looks just like the restaurant. Okay. Let me get a bowl. And then you can just lift this right out and we'll pour it in the bowl. I didn't taste that. I probably should have just to see if it needed a little more lime juice or a little more spices. Let me see. Mm. I love how you show everybody that when you cook, you have to taste. You, do. you have to keep tasting as you go. And it's really important. And because we're plant-based, we don't have to worry about cross-contamination. Yeah, totally. So there it is. I don't know if you could see that very well. I don't want to tilt it too much. But doesn't that look good? It's even got a nice, deep, dark flavor. I mean, a color. I think that's from the added chili powder that I put in. <clears throat> Guy Love said, I just bought your book on Kindle. I'm excited to try your recipes. Yay. Thank you. My book's been out for six years and people are still buying it. It's just so nice. Well, that's because it's timeless. You know, it really is. It's, it's not trendy. And if you want good flavor and good health, that's the way to go. And especially to me, it's, it's kind of like a, an encyclopedia too because you're not just giving recipes you're giving tips in there too lots so of tips, lots of what i call articles in the back like how to cook without oil how to use and buy dried herbs and spices and how to know if they're old and yeah those are really important tips and i like the design of your your cookbook first of all if you do a kindle is great because that's handy but if you do get the hard copy you can it's got a, a sheen to it so if you're cooking and inevitably you're going to get some food on it or something and you can just wipe it off with a damp cloth and it wipes up easily. It also, even though you can't tell it's spiral bound. Yes. So when you are cooking, it lays, can you see the spiral there? It lays flat. So you're not constantly trying to hold the, the pages down or something. So, or you could even, you know, just fold it over, but it's, it's, you really put in a lot of thought to the book and Thank I appreciate you. that. Thank you. Yeah, I self-published the book. 
I really debated and then I just went for it and it was a big job, but it turned out so nice. And so many people buy it as gifts for family and friends. And I never even considered that before the book came out that people would do that so much. So thank you. Okay, so the next recipe we're gonna do is some French fries. Uh, this, you can certainly cut your fries with your chef's knife, um, but I do like to show my cool little French fry cutter here. Um, and this is in my Amazon store. I forget the brand. It's not on here. Um, but this is, there's a, such a range, like there are with kitchen tools in general. You can get an inexpensive one like this, or you can get a really expensive, like heavy duty one. But this has served me well for years. So what you do is, well, there's the little blade right at the end. And to wash, these come out really easily, just like this. You can wash those. I always wash these right after so they don't get all crusty and hardened. And then this is the pusher that goes on the back. And that's easy to take out and wash. So I don't know if you could see that, but those holes are kind of the chunky size. And then it also comes with the small holes, which are more like the fast food French fry size and the little pusher for that. But I like the, I like the big one. So let's get our potato, kind of like the hash browns. You want to um, get a potato that's going to fit in this little chamber. If it doesn't fit in there, you can cut it, cut it in half or whatever. And um, I don't think, let me, yeah. Okay. Um, Yukon golds work really well. Russets work well. Even sweet potatoes will work. The only thing, well, let me do this first and then I'll talk about sweet potatoes. So try to get one that's just going to fit in there this way and this way. If not, you can cut it in half. Um, if your potato has a pointier end, like that end maybe is a little pointier than that end, put the pointy end going out. It will help it get going. And then you just... There you go. And I do leave the skins on. Um, so there's the French fries. See? Perfect. We eat with our eyes too. So it just helps to have things look like what we're used to. Um, I'm going to use my Silpat, which is a silicone mat in my baking sheet. Nothing sticks to this. It can go into the oven. You can wash it. That's one way you can... Um, what did I do? You can do it. No, you I, don't... Have, I have those. I love them. They're I'm, great. They've, I've yeah. had them for a long time. They turn a little bit yellowish from cooking, but otherwise they, they look just like when I bought them and I just couldn't do without those. Those are just a wonderful thing. And they fit on so many different baking yeah. sheets and, and different kinds of casserole dishes. They're so versatile. They make different sizes. And sometimes people ask me in class, like, how do you wash these? And I'm thinking they're just washing them like this, but keep them in your baking pan. Even if your baking pan didn't get dirty, which is one of the benefits of using stuff like this, then you have the leverage, you know, to scrub better. So keep it in your baking pan while you're washing it. That'll help. If you don't have a Silpat, I think these are like $20. And yeah, I do have these in my store. Um, or you can use parchment paper, which you can get anywhere. And this is just a food-based silicone coated paper that can go in the oven, nothing sticks to it. So 
either one. Just don't use yeah. wax paper. That's a different thing. Yes, that is. That's one of the rookie mistakes people make. Some of them is they get use wax paper instead of parchment paper. Totally different. Yeah. Denise wants to know, will your French fry cutter do sweet potatoes? Okay, thanks for reminding me. So the deal, you see how easy that went out? It will do sweet potatoes, but if you recall from using sweet potatoes, they are they're hard, they're denser than Yukon Gold or russets. Um, so what you wanna do with sweet potatoes, sometimes I'll just cut those by hand and I usually do a mix of whites and sweets. I'm not gonna do that today. Um, let me see if this one's gonna fit through. Uh, barely, let me cut it in half. Um, but if you're doing sweet potatoes and if you have a flat side, by the way, put that down. That'll help it go through easier. Um, sweet potatoes, you have to cut them like this. And what I would even do with sweet potatoes, because they're usually bigger, cut them into quarters. And then once again, with that pointy end, put that out going first. Okay. I love this tool because it, and I have one, it makes the, the sizes of the fries pretty much uniform as yes. much as you can with an odd shape thing because of being yeah. a potato has shorter and fatter ends, but it makes them fairly uniform, which helps with the even cooking time. Right. And you were talking about kids earlier. If you're feeding kids, giving them something that they're that looks more like what they're used to helps. So having these like standardized looking fries will be more appealing to them, I think. And then you will get these little pieces. I just compost those because I don't want them going on here. They're going to overcook and maybe yeah. burn and all exactly. that. Kind of. That's another thing that I learned. But, you yeah. know, I would after, I would have to make more than one of those trays because I probably would eat that tray myself. Yeah. And that's what I love about this lifestyle. Can you imagine eating that many French fries a day and not gaining weight? <laughs> yeah, that could happen. So. Um, yeah. And you want to make sure they're spaced out. You can see that. Uh, so the air can get around them. Uh, okay. I'm not going to put these in the oven right now, but I just wanted to show you how I use this, um, how you, what you put on the pan, how you space them out, and then they cook. I think I do mine at 375 for about um, 15 minutes, and then I might shuffle them, give them 15 minutes more. And you just keep an eye on them. You can do them in the oven. I have my Breville air fryer right here. Um, I can do them in there as well. So they're going to puff up and they're going to brown. And then when you eat them, you're going to eat them with ketchup or the mustard or whatever, and they're going to taste great. You're not even going to miss the oil. All right. So maybe I'll just leave these here since they're kind of beautiful. And we will go on to the next thing. So I hope I answered that sweet potato one correctly. I love doing a mix. They're very hard. So just make sure your sweet potato, raw sweet potato sizes are smaller because if you get the sweet potato stuck in that blade, it's going to be a nightmare to get out. I learned the hard way. I was trying to push it out backwards. So take it from me, cut the sweet potato small. All right. So next and the last recipe we're going to do is the ketchup. All right. And this I'm is gonna... a big deal because wherever you go, I mean, I don't know if they make any ketchup commercially that doesn't have oil, sugar, 
or salt. They might have a sugar-free one. They might have a salt-free one. I haven't really seen one. And I'm sure that if they do have it out there, it's probably really expensive. <laughs> yeah. So ketchup, that's one of the things that people miss, when, if they, especially if they do without sugar or salt. So when I first bought your cookbook and I saw ketchup in there, I was so happy because I was yeah. going SOS free and I wanted ketchup that tasted good. Yep. And people love this. They're always surprised by this. But ketchup in its basic form, even when you buy it in the store, is just, it's basically tomato paste with a few other things added to it. So that's what makes it easy to make from scratch. It's just a really basic recipe. Um, so let me double check. No, 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 no. Okay. So I use this all the time in my classes. I have my Vitamix here off camera so you can't see it. But when I'm doing low volume, small volume things, I'm going to use my little blender. A lot of people take this traveling with them as well. Um, it's just nice to have a little blender. And this is called Tribest, T-R-I-B-E-S-T. And I think it's in the top row of my Amazon store. And this is the blade right on the end. And it comes, well, I bought this a few years ago. It comes with two of these, two of these. These are plastic. They don't have BPA in the plastic, which is nice. And I think I'm going to use the big one. So, but I use this little one to grind flax seeds, make a little bit of salad dressing. This is great. And people will invariably say to me, well, I, I have a um, ninja or something like that. Just use the one you have. If you already have a small one, if it ever breaks, get a tribest. They're really good. And they also have uh, glass jars. If you prefer glass, they have all different combos. But the one on my Amazon store is this one, which I've been very happy with. All right. So to make the ketchup. Now, Amy, what is the problem with traditional ketchup? Oh, you already kind of mentioned it, but mainly salt and sugar. Yes. They yeah. load up ketchup with salt and sugar. And even if you get the low sodium, they've kind of caught on that people don't like all the salt and sugar. So even the low sodium, low sugar ketchup still have a lot in it. So lower than totally horrible, but still not wonderful. All right. So totally three, <laughs> three quarter <laughs> cup um, water. They are. I mean, sometimes I just read labels for Fun, even if yeah. I'm not going to buy that. And I'm just like, oh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked how much salt is in things. Um, okay. So we're going to put in one six ounce can of tomato paste because that's basically what ketchup is. Um, if you don't like cans, you can get the good old jar. This is um, organic. The brand is BioNature, no salt added. So you can get that too. And then tomato paste comes in tubes. So there's always a way. I know some people don't like cans. Um, okay, so I'm gonna use all of this. My One of my other favorite things is mini spatula, you guys. If you don't have mini spatulas, I used to always see these in the kitchen store when I go there to shop and I think, those are so silly and little, like what are people using those for? And then I got some, I use them all the time. For cans and jars and to I scrape like out. For the, the chopper, the, when you do the garlic and. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like to just use it to get out the little pieces from in there. Because a big one's not going to work for these little things. You know, I love it for the little blender. I just love it, love it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, and the, the package that I got, which is similar to the one on my website, has different heads, different shapes. So I would say get a package of them that has different shapes. Okay. So I'm going to take out all this 
tomato paste. Yeah, and I actually store my mini spatulas. I don't store them in the drawer. I store them next to the appliance. So, I mean, I, oh. I have a, a chopper. I have the Nutribullet. And so I don't have them out on the counter. I'd like to store them out of the way unless I use them, you know, several times a day or once a day. So I'll have that in the, in the cabinet and I'll put the, the spatula scraper right next to it. So this way when I take it out, it's all together because I know I'm going to use it. Good idea. Good idea. So those little things, they add up, they make a difference. And there's a curved side and there's a straight side. I use both sides. When you get down to the nitty gritty and you're trying to get all that, I'll use that straight side okay mm -mm. and i don't okay i'll just set it right there and then i do want to mention just quickly um this is just tomato paste and it just has tomatoes in it i believe let me double check uh organic tomato paste citric acid to for, uh it's a natural preservative this is a different brand of tomato paste with, it says with Italian herbs here. You just wanna make sure you read the label because sometimes like they have a sister one like this. This is a different brand, but looks almost identical. But this one has a lot of weird stuff in it. Uh, tomato puree, sea salt, dried onions, soybean oil, spices, Romano cheese made from cow's milk, um, milk, salt, enzymes, citric acid, garlic powder, natural flavors. So yeah, natural flavors. Stay away from natural flavors. Yeah, don't get that. <laughs> but so Kathy we're... teaches cooking classes. And really the label, a lot of people think that they should look at the nutrition facts part of the label. And while that's helpful, really what you teach is, is about the ingredients, right, Kathy? Yeah, a lot of people look at the nutrition facts label for the fat, the sugar, the fiber, protein, sometimes both, both are really useful. And in my book, I have an article in the back on how to read a food label. Um, but yeah, both parts are important. And uh, yeah, that's a lot of weird stuff for tomato paste. Um, okay, so what's next for me? Okay, so we've got our tomato paste and our water. So we're going to put in instead of sugar. Now, I don't really put anything in instead of salt. I just think that concentrated tomatoes uh, is naturally salty enough. Um, but for the sugar, there it is. Um, I'm going to use a half of an apple. And often I will use dates. And you know, when I, oh, that almost went up. Uh, I'll use dates. But for this, I just kind of want that brighter, sweet, tangy zingy sweet so i'm going to use a half of an apple now oh i was going to show you i still can um you can peel it you can not peel it i'm not really going to measure this too hard and then we're going to put it right in here mm, i'm going to knock that over if i don't leave it over there sarah said that she said i use the can opener and cut both ends of the paste can and take one end off push the tomato paste out from the other end pushing on the other cut end yes i have done that too and what she means in case you can't visualize it is i open that end and then before you take anything out open this end too and then you can just kind of push it through like a push-up pop you know and that works too you know leave the aluminum end on there even though it's open and just use it to push it out 
Yeah. Thanks, Cheryl. I like how we're all together helping each other out and sharing tips. That's great. Yeah. I actually learned that tip from uh, Dr. Gershfeld, if you guys know him from True North, Nathan Gershfeld. Okay, so, and some people say, well, what kind of apple should I use? It doesn't really matter. We just want the sweetness from that apple in there. All right, and then next, oh, and I was gonna mention mm -mm -mm, this, because I was gonna peel my apple and then I forgot. This is a Y peeler. And again, like Amy and I said in the beginning, there's a lot of nutrition in the peeling, so maybe you don't wanna peel it. But if you ever wanna peel something, I discovered the Y peeler somewhere along the line and I love it. I like it so much better than the long peelers. It's just more ergonomic. It feels safer in my hand. Um, so try one of those if your old peeler is not sharp and you're looking for a new one. This is called a Y peeler. Sometimes they're all metal. This is, I think, OXO. I just love OXO. Yep, they just make the best tools. All right, then we're going to put in a little bit of um, dried green herbs, oregano, and a little bit of dried garlic in there just for a little background flavor. And then the last thing is we're going to put in some vinegar, just for a little zing. Now, usually I use apple cider vinegar, just easy to find, or you can use balsamic vinegars. Um, I am an affiliate for California Balsamic. If you want to check out their stuff, go to straightupfood.com and click on shop, and then you can jump from there and find California Balsamics. I yeah, genuinely had Thomas Allen on the show a couple of times and he did some recipe demos and he has wonderful flavored vinegars and oh. many of them are, have no salt or sugar in them. He even has yeah. a special section on the website that if you just want SOS free vinegar, flavored vinegars, you don't have to worry about trying to read all the ingredients. He has a separate section just for that, which is yeah. very helpful. Yeah. And if you jump from my um, affiliate ad on my shop at straightupfood.com, you'll go to a page that only has the SOS free ones. Okay. Well, that's even better. <laughs> kind of the same thing. Um, so this is like, so I'm saying you could add one of these instead of this. If you want a little more interesting flavor, this is their traditional premium classic balsamic that would give your ketchup a little deeper flavor. So, you know, have fun with it. That's a white balsamic. They have garden dill, seven herb, they got all kinds of fun stuff. And I'll tell you, I just use that straight on my salad. I don't even make salad dressing that much anymore. Those or even so if you want to take, sometimes I just want a quick meal. I can go in the freezer and take out some frozen vegetables like Brussels sprouts or broccoli, throw it in the microwave, take some of that flavored vinegar, you know, teriyaki, whatever flavor I want. Yeah. And there it is. There's my meal right there. So yeah, it so makes easy. it very nice. And they come in all different sizes too. This is kind of like the medium size. So I'm going to do, oh, there's a bubble. I'm going to do um, a tablespoon of this seven herb Italian um, in there. Vinegar just gives a nice little punch. I've never done this before, so we'll see after I sign yeah, off. I think it also kind of makes your tongue feel that it's getting some salt also. Yes. So that helps when you're not adding salt to something that kind of gives it another level of salt. Salt-like flavoring. Flavor, yeah. 
All right, everything's in there. See how that filled up? This is a two cup jar. I'm just gonna put that on. This is a very low tech blender. You just line up the notch with this, push. Okay, if it's straining like that, just give it a shake. Just needs a little help. Sometimes we have to help our appliances. I just took the, I muted her blender so that we, in case anybody's using earbuds. Okay. Can you hear the blending, Amy? Uh, we did for a while and then I muted it. So you muted it. I listen with earbuds. <laughs> so yeah, I let it blend a little bit with the sound and then I took it off for a little bit too. All right, I'm going to do it again one more time. Wow, that's going to be lovely. Making quick work of that. Little apples up here. So I'm just trying to get them to go down. Yeah, you kind of have to fight gravity sometimes when you're cooking. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got the skins on them, so they're a little tougher. That's going to be great. And these, these little tricks and tips are just so helpful. I'm wondering if anybody out there wants to tell us about a gadget that you like to use and share that with us. Let's take a look. Now, if it looks really thick at this point, which it does look a little bit thick, I'm going to add a little bit of water because you know what? I'd measured that out to start out with and then I used some of that water in the frying pan. So I bet that was it. Susie said, since I'm nightshade sensitive, I substitute tomato with Boiled, blended beets, carrots taste just like tomatoes. Wow. All right. That's a great, wow, that's a really great tip. I, I'm going to want to try that just to see how that turns out. All right, let me try this. See what we're doing here. Mm, so good. It's still a little bit thick, but I think it's good. I also wanted to show this, even though I'm not using it, this is one of the two brands of salt-free mustard that exists that I know of. I have not learned to make a homemade mustard yet because I have tried, but they always turn out to be too hot, too spicy. So I still need to work on that. But this brand is Westbray Natural. Natural. Uh, stone ground mustard, no salt added. There's another brand called Organicville. They also have a salt-free mustard. If you want to check that out, I was going to put this in this bowl, but I also wanted to show you um, these little guys. These are called zip tops. They're in my Amazon store and um, these are great. Uh, they are like a zip lock bag. You just push these together and they stay together and you can put them in the freezer or the fridge, but it's um, nice and thick so you can reuse them. I take, when I go hiking, I'll put these in the backpack instead of like regular um, plastic containers. And you can get the package that has all the different sizes. And then there's some that are kind of like round. So um, this ketchup freezes really well. So I just wanted to show you this as an option. You could put some in here and freeze it. 
and then use for them. I I have a similar brand to, to that, and I love to use them. And I'm always trying to think of what can I use it for, and that's an, that's a really great idea to do that. Yeah, and especially if you're going hiking, you know, in your backpack, you want you don't want things with hard edges, so um, squishy things are best. This is another option. So those are zip tops. These are super cute. You could also put the ketchup or whatever you want into these little pre-measured um, wells and then freeze them and then you just pop them out and put them in the fridge, put them back into the freezer and a bigger container or one of these zip top thingies. And then that is a quarter cup, that's one cup, no, that's a half cup, that's one cup. I have I have the one cup ones. Oh, they have a package too, like the zip tops where you can get the combo. Yeah. And that's what I have. So these are the two cup. So when yeah. I freeze soups, I put them in here. That's what I do. I use it for my soups. And I, yep. and I, you want to make I sure. get the little ones that you were just showing. I didn't get those yet. <laughs> yeah. And you can even bake in these. They're really cool. Yeah. Um, Colleen says, I love super cubes. All sizes yeah. I use. Yeah. They're pretty neat. I think they were on Shark Tank. I think that was yeah. the shark tank. They did, they did really well. Okay. See, guys, so. this, is, this is what it's about. Kathy shows lots of delicious recipes, but these little hacks about how to use and, and the kitchen items that she's sharing, you don't need to get all these things. But if you're committed to this lifestyle, and especially if you're not going out to restaurants anymore or very rarely, then this is an investment in your health. And it sure does make cooking more fun and it, and it makes it a little easier to have these hacks. So, and you know, maybe with the holidays coming up, you can treat yourself to something that, that you want to have. Mm -hmm. And if you are into batch cooking or you have a big family and you really got to be efficient, those little super cubes are great. All right. Here's the ketchup. Now tell me, doesn't that look like ketchup? There you go. Oh yeah. I am ready. All right. I'm ready to eat the whole tray of fries and just dip in the ketchup. And I'm just yeah. thinking I'll eat this for my lunch with that hash brown, but that hash brown is cold now. But I'll put it in the air fryer and I'll just zap it and it'll warm oh, up. Oh, I like that. That's a good tip because you did say it's really better when it's fresh out of the pan. But yeah, you could if you had to make it ahead of time, you could do that and just freshen it up in the air fryer. Yep. That's totally. a good idea. All right, you guys, let me see where I'm at. Feel free to ask questions if you have them. That's the end of my recipes, but I do have a few last things. Amy, do we have time? I have all the time for you, Kathy. Good. Okay, so I'm just going to look at my list here to make sure I don't miss anything. You guys, okay. hit the like button or the or the love button to show Kathy your appreciation because yeah. you know she's been she's been quite busy and probably she she really wasn't going to be doing cooking. <laughs> she was just going to show us the the items. And anytime you, I've done, I've done cooking demos also. And anytime you do a cooking demo, there's a lot of work to it because you have to shop, you have to prep, you have to plan, and of course yeah. you have to clean up. And then in Kathy's case, she has to find somebody to eat some of the food because. <laughs> yes, I, I have a neighbor who gave me these green apples off her tree. So she'll give me fruit from her yard. I'll give her food that I've made. It's a good, it's a good. That's a very nice thing. arrangement. All right. So we're just going to talk about these things over here. 
If you've ever seen one of my classes, you've probably seen me use this. This is a rotary cheese grater. And you might already have one of these at home and think, oh, I gotta give that away because I don't eat cheese anymore. Don't give it away. You can put nuts and seeds into the chamber instead of cheese. I have some, I don't know if you can see it, cashews, raw unsalted cashews. But you can put any kind of nut or seed in there. And then you turn it to the side and you just go like this. And that makes like little Parmesan cheese looking stuff. And I will do this over pancakes. I'll do it over salads, uh, pasta. I do brown rice pasta a lot. Um, and I'll make spaghetti. I'll put this on top or Caesar salad. I have a Caesar salad recipe. This just, it's just the bow on the box. It's just great. So. Keep this in mind when you just want a little bit of richness, but you don't want to go overboard with a bunch of nuts. Do that. Yeah, I like to also do that on, on my salads because I eat a big A salad every day. Yeah. And I love to have nuts and seeds. And so, but I chop yeah. my salad up very fine. So it's nice to sprinkle that on. And when I've had company that were not plant-based, they said, I thought you didn't eat cheese. And I said, no, I yeah. don't. It just looks like it. Yeah. Again, we eat with our eyes as well. So we're trying to make things look as close as possible, especially with Caesar salad. It's a very simple salad, pre-dressed, and it always has a little cheese on top. All right. I love that. That's awesome. Love it. And Susie said, oh, wow, good idea for nuts. Never would have thought of that. Yes. And if you are going to buy, if you're going to buy one of these, get the Xylus. This, that's this brand that's on my Amazon store. It doesn't break. I've had these in the past, different brands, and it breaks right here. But this is a good company and a good brand. Okay, the next thing is mason jars. Maybe you already have some of these. This is a 32 ounce mason jar. It's a wide mouth. The wide mouths are better because you can get your hand in and you can wash them. Now these generally uh, come with the two piece lids which are fine. These kind of drive me nuts though. And then I discovered you can get the plastic one piece lid. Yeah. Um, so either one, I, I think I have in my Amazon store, some like this and some like this, but I did find these individually at like a hardware slash kitchen store. So I think that's where I got these. So I use these for non-dairy milk that I make, which I do half the time. I'll buy it and I'll also make like a um, almond milk, pecan milk, uh, what's the main, cashew milk, sunflower seed milk, any nut or seed you can make a non-dairy milk out of. And what I will do, I like my milk on the thin side, so I'll um, put like this much in there and then I'll do the rest water. Um, but you can find the ratio that works for you. And then I'll put soups in here. If I want to freeze them, these work good. You just want to make sure that your soups are completely cool. So I'll put them in the fridge first. Well, I'll kind of cool them out here a little bit, then put them in the fridge, then put them in the freezer. Um, this is called a nut milk bag. And this is what I used to make my non-dairy milks, like almond milk. They do come in like um, cheesecloth, but this is nylon. And I like the nylon better because it, I've had this for years. It holds up. It's really strong, whereas the cheesecloth can pull apart. Um, and then another thing with this is it's got a seam. So when you make your non-dairy milk, just put
put this, your tendency would be to put the seam on the inside, but put it on the outside because it'll be easier when, when you blend the nuts with the water in the Vitamix and then you pour it through this bag into a bowl, you're not going to get all that little pieces in your seam. So that's just a good little tip. These are really easy to wash. I just wash them right after with a little soap and water, hot water, and then I just lay them in my dish strainer. Um, so that's my tip for these. These are just so handy, these jars. All right, so that's my tip for that. Um, oh, like the parchment paper that I showed you earlier, they also make parchment paper baking cups. So if you want to make muffins, get these. Don't get the regular paper or foil uh, liners. You can get a silicone muffin pan, um, but if you don't have that and you just have the metal pan and you want a liner, get the parchment paper liners because the cupcakes or the muffins won't stick to these. If you just use a regular paper cupcake liner, they will stick because my recipes have no oil in them. Yes, so. and that, I'm glad you brought that up. I, a long time ago, bought the, the silicone muffin liners, and they have all the ridges in them. And I was just washing them and washing them, trying it from all the little nooks and crannies, trying to get everything out. And I think back then they didn't have the parchment paper ones. I gave them away to somebody that, you know, was, wasn't on the same lifestyle as me. But yeah. that, that is so perfect. These are the way to go. And Amy, since you mentioned those, I'll show people what you're talking about because I have some of those. These are silicone um, muffin liners, reusable. But you can see what she's talking about. See those ridges? They're hard to wash. So sometimes I'm recipe testing and I just want to do a couple. I'll maybe use those, but I don't really that's use them just, anymore. That's just great because sometimes I'll make, well, we make chocolate cupcakes too. And they're very, they're, they've got beets in them and all kinds of watery kind of and they're just very rich like almost like a fudge and oh. yes they so i went ahead and bought a silicone muffin tin but if i had known about that but it may not have been available at the time i, I would have definitely just done that but that's great especially if you want to take take the muffins with you you know yeah. they're already have kind of wrapped up and, mm -hmm. and that's wonderful and when you buy us when you buy a muffin a silicone muffin pan with 12 wells they're not going to be ridged like this. They're just going to be smooth. So those are a lot easier to wash. And then I, they do have mini parchment paper liners as well. Um, That's cute. Oh, Cheryl said, I use the silicone muffin liners as prep food containers for small ingredients. Okay, well, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw somebody that used them in their, um, in their car, in the cup holders. <laughs> to oh. kind of keep them from getting dirty oh okay <laughs> yeah. liner for their cup holder That's so don't idea. don't fret if you have them and you and you don't want to use them anymore because you found this new hack there's cheryl just showed us a way to still keep using them thank yeah. you that's a good idea yeah. he said that's a good idea cheryl yeah we're, we're full of tips and last thing about these you can find these at whole foods and stores um, they say large baking cups on them. They're just the regular size. So don't get thrown off by the large. Large versus mini. Yeah. But now I make my chocolate cupcakes. I, I make them mini now. So yeah. And I, I have a mini muffin pan. So, um, yeah. All right. Mm -mm -mm. Next thing is I'm an SOS free salt, oil, sugar-free plant-based cooking teacher. So when I do like a carrot cake or, 
pancakes or whatever on the occasional time. Um, I will use baking powder so that it rises. And a lot of people who follow my cooking are salt-free. So this is a sodium-free baking powder. It's in my Amazon store. I have all the pantry items kind of at the bottom of the page, although I may have moved this one up for this class. Um, but I just love this. It works great because there's a lot of sodium in baking powder and baking soda. They also make a baking soda, sodium-free substitute. I don't like that one quite as well as I like the baking powder. So I usually just use this for the baking powder. And then if it calls for baking soda, I'll just use the regular baking soda since it's not that much. So just know this is great. And the baking soda substitute is available too if you want it. And it is on my Amazon store. I just, I just don't, it kind of changes the texture of the food a little bit, which I don't like. Um, all right. And I learned uh, the difference between baking soda and baking powder. Yeah. And I learned how to remember it. So, and you, the, the baking soda, it helps make things spread. So extra soda, extra spread. Okay. And then the baking powder makes things puff. Puff. So P for powder, P for puff. So that's, I think that's an interesting thing to, and I love to share little things like little that. Things like that. Oh, interesting. All right. Um, okay, this is a microplane brand nutmeg grinder that I learned about from Tammy from Nutmeg Notebook. And I just love it. I used to use the um, microplane, um, I used to use this, which is also a grinder, but there was no protection. Let's see, I'll show you. I like to use a whole nutmeg you can use pre-ground nutmeg if you want but i buy bags of it like nine or ten in a bag and then this is like a rock and then you just go like that but then i discovered this and there's a nutmeg in there already and you just kind of line that up it's like a pepper grinder just put it keep it on your cutting board and twist while you push down and then you've got your little pile and then you can get your it's called a bench scraper or a pastry scraper. And then you just pick it up. So that is that. That's a great tip. We had Chef Bravo, who is the chef at True North Health, where, where you teach classes. And I had asked him about spices. And he said that as, mu as much as possible, he buys things whole yes. because the flavor is going to last longer. So just like you were showing, instead of buying ground up nutmeg, because most of us think nutmeg, we don't even think where it comes from. We just think, okay, there's a jar and it has nutmeg in it. It's powder and that's nutmeg, but it's, it's from a nut, a special nut. And this way your spices last longer because they go, they go bad faster if you have already ground them. If you buy them pre-ground, right? So if you buy them whole, like cumin seeds too, they're just going to taste better and they're going to smell better. So. So do you um, just use that exclusively for nutmeg and then use other things to grind your spices? Uh, I just use this for nutmeg. You could use it for other things. It's called a spice grinder. It's not just called a nutmeg grinder, but um, I don't really grind many other spices. I know Chef Bravo does, Yeah. but I don't. I probably should, but I don't. <laughs> Um, this next thing is a, my pepper mill and I always had the big wood pepper mills for the longest time, but, 
I love this. The bottom comes off, so it kind of catches any that falls out if you're not using it and you're just storing it. And then the way you load the peppercorns in is right here. It's like a little door. And it's so much easier than, you know, the pepper grinders where you have to turn it upside down and you're getting all the peppercorns in there and they're falling on the floor and all that. Again, OXO, man, they know how to do it. So pepper grinder, love it. And we're getting to the end here. Um, sometimes people will ask Carol me. Said, Thank you so much for this great segment. Well, it's because okay. Kathy, that's why it's great. This is fun. Um, I actually lost my eight-inch chef's knife last week, so I had to get a new one. But my favorite ones are on my Amazon store. So I'm using my six-and-a-half-inch Mac, which I also love, which is on my store. And then this is just one type of knife sharpener where you just, this is dirty, but I'll just, you just drag it through a few times. And it's got this little safety thing, so you're not going to get your fingers, and it's made to your hand like this and I think you can also sharpen scissors right here this is a very inexpensive one there are two in my Amazon store that are kind of similar to this if you want to check them out but there's so many different types of knife sharpeners and oh my gosh there's so many but there's a couple in my store if you're interested um, and then this I have tried I've had every type of plastic container and I've really moved toward the glass because you can also freeze in these. And it's got a real sturdy top. The top is plastic, but it's got these four little flippers that keep, and it's got this seal. So it keeps things sealed in really nicely. I have some others that have kind of cheaper little flippers. And after a while, they don't, they don't lock because it's all the cheaper plastic. These are great. I think yep, I moved. I moved away from all the plastic Tupperware like uh, containers sure. as well. And I, I like because you can heat things up in them too. And also <laughs> go ahead and serve them. I mean, when you when you just put that clear glass container on the table, it it's pretty. It's just it looks nice. Simple. So yeah, and, and it's not. And when you heat up some kind of tomato thing in it, which I wouldn't recommend heating anything in plastic much less tomato but right. you can do you can heat things up in these and not worry about the stains yeah so these are just great and i'm i have this size in my store i don't know if i have other sizes but um this is a great size and i don't know what size it is but this yeah, is the great. i love that i i love those glass containers and they're great i have them yeah she said i have them and they freeze well so there you go okay i think we're at the very end and I told Amy at the beginning that I have a bonus, actually have two things um, that um, are kind of funny. So they are my brushes. I have kitchen brushes. So this is super ugly because I've had it forever. And I did yesterday add a similar one to this to my Amazon store. So there is one on there that I might even like better than this one. I'll have to buy it and check it out. I use this thing, I mean, I use a sponge, but then I use this to clean the pots and pans and the, the getting older, you use the sponge in the same way all the time. It's good to use your hands in a different way. This is also really nice to clean mason jars. And the one that I put in my Amazon store has a curved head. So I think it would work even better than this one. 
this thing is just so handy. If you don't use brushes, you're not used to them, get one, get one like this, man. This thing is sturdy. I had a roommate years ago who left this here, probably like 10 years ago. Still oh, using it. Using it. I think it's yeah, because when you're, with this lifestyle especially, it seems like you're always getting your hands wet because you're washing produce or you're washing yeah. dishes or whatever you're doing. And people say, oh, since going plant-based, my hands are dry. Well, it may be because you're just immersing them in water so much. So using mm -hmm. a brush like that will help keep you from getting your hands immersed in water as much. So that's, that's also helpful. But yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. And you want to, you know, we use our hands in the same way all the time. We want to use them in different ways so we don't get the joint pain. Uh, and then the very last thing is also a brush and um, it is a toothbrush. Now, this is a toothbrush. I have a little holder. It's in there um, and I keep it in there by the sink. I use this all of the time. And I don't know if you've ever thought of a toothbrush before, but just get a nice, um, maybe not the soft, I don't know, whatever. This is probably a soft or medium one, doesn't matter. But maybe a, a stiffer bristle one would be better. Um, when I am washing, this is my other little blender, and I want to get in those grooves. I am so glad that I have this to clean around anything that's got threads. Um, and I just love this. I, I'm blanking right now, but yeah, you know, I have, um, I use stainless steel cups because I carry my drinks around with me, whether it's hot tea or smoothie, yes. and they have these, can, these lids on them that have a gasket and, oh, or even the gasket that's on those, um, glass containers that you showed us. Sometimes oh. a little food might get caught in the gasket there. So yeah. anything that has a gasket, your instant pot, that little toothbrush is going to get uh, in there right yeah. where you're not, yeah. So you probably already have one of these at home. Um, just get a new one, put it in your kitchen. You will love it. I also have one that I use for cleaning, a, a separate one, because I have those little strainers in my kitchen sink. And every once in a while, I want to give them a really good clean. But right. and yeah, the bathroom I, around the faucet. And, and just little places that you can't really get your hand in. It's just, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. I, I use an electric toothbrush. So whenever I go to the dentist, I'm like, oh, new cleaning tool. And in the laundry too, if you have a little stain and you want to just put a little stain remover on it. So they come in handy for a lot of reasons. You're right. Right. So if you find a brush you love, you will have it forever like I have. All right, Amy and people watching, I think that's it. If you guys have any other questions, Amy, this will be up, right? People can ask questions later. and Yes, they can always ask questions later, and you'll probably go on and take a look and, and mm -hmm. uh, answer them there if they didn't get a chance because some, not, not everybody was able to watch it live. So, right. Kathy, why don't you tell us? where we can find you on social media and I'll put, I'll put them in the show notes, but I'll also put them on the screen. Okay. And also if you guys have a great um, kitchen tool that I didn't mention, put it in the comments uh, because I would like to know about that and maybe other people too. All right. Um, I'm on social media. I'm mostly on Facebook. That's where I have the biggest crowd. And then I am on um, Instagram. And then I have about 50 videos on YouTube if you want to check out some of my cooking videos. And then if you want to get on my mailing list, just go to straightupfood.com 
And then along the right side, it'll say free newsletter, subscribe or something like that. You can subscribe. And I think that's it. Yeah, but check out my Amazon store. I add things, you know, change things up um, every now and then. But uh, people used to always ask me, where can I get that? So I put that store together and it has been really helpful to a lot of people. So I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for watching. I feel like we've been going at it for quite a while here. So. Oh, we, you have so much information to share. And, and this is what we need. People that are, even if we've been in this lifestyle for as long as I have since 2012, there's yeah. always room for learning. And, and you're the, the yeah. guru as far as the kitchen and the recipes and the gadgets. So I was just so happy that you shared that with us. Mm -hmm. And everybody, Green Warriors that are watching and listening, tell us, what are you going to remember? What is your takeaway? Mm -hmm. Please stay tuned for a special announcement, Kathy. It has just been so wonderful to have you here. I hope you come back again because I know you'll always have something wonderful to share with mm -hmm. everyone. And, and I also wanted to thank Just Test Voice. She did the voiceover and the promos. And Just Test Voice, who's coming up next? Maya Acosta will be making a cactus salad, Ensalada de Napoles. Learn how to buy, clean, and prepare cactus for delicious plant-based meals. Maya hosts the podcast, Healthy Lifestyle Solutions. Join us for a live Q&A on Wednesday, September 28th, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Be Green with Amy Live. Well, most of all, I want to thank all of you that are watching and listening and liking and sharing. We want to get the word out about this lifestyle. We want to help other people find good health and longevity. And you guys are the reason why Kathy came and the reason why I'm here. And I so appreciate all of you. Please go ahead and take your right hand and grab your left shoulder and your left hand and grab your right shoulder. And please, that's a hug from me to you love that and i would love if all of you would join kathy because we're and you can type in the comments in my tagline which is be strong be well and be green and if you can join kathy in doing that with me she's just going to say the last part green you can go ahead and do that that would be just so lovely so are you guys ready kathy are you ready okay well until i see you guys again remember be strong, be well, and be green. green. Bye, everybody. Kathy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be green with Be Green with Amy.